Good evening, all. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed on a nice, cool Tuesday evening. Here to talk about the truth of God in the Socratic Forum and um, look forward to what Yah has for us. And we'll see you in just a moment. Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. All right, well, welcome everyone to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Hope everybody had a good functional day and with whatever you were doing. And we're going to be getting into something that we were actually it was given to our gathering on Sunday, just two days ago, and was just thinking about this today and thinking about how important it is for growing and learning. And so we're going to be talking about this this evening, and it really just touches so many areas of what we've been talking about, what we've been doing with the podcast. And it's the aspect of a lesson. And now there's two different words here. This is a lesson, L-E-S-S-O-N, not referring to lesson, L-E-S-S-E-N, like to lessen somebody's pain, like to take away something. This is talking about a lesson, for example, a piano lesson, a trumpet lesson, something like that. And we've been doing this recently in our gathering because we've been talking about the Socratic method which the Socratic method is the process of bringing about questions so that you can discover the truth of something for yourself through the quest process, looking for the answer, not necessarily looking to find the absolute final answer because the truth of God is growing and expanding the information on it. So it's about searching out for yourself, asking questions, inquiring of things so that you can discover it and not just have somebody lecture you and then you say, oh, I understand it, but you can actually discover it to where you have, as we have at the opening, that you will have heart knowledge of something, meaning that you get to experience it so you can really know it. So this is, we've been having a time where we would come up with a word or concept and have some time to talk about it. And this is the one that was given to me by Yah. And when what I'm learning is when something is given to me, that it is for me. But when lessons are given by Yah, they are for everyone. And it's not for just because you may not see something that you correlate it to yourself. It is still for you for evaluation for everybody in the group. And with the question that is on the podcast of 
did you learn your lesson? It's just putting it into the aspect of just thinking about lessons that you've had in life, just the concept of a lesson. And what this takes me back to is my background. I've said this a few times and I have a background in music. I actually have a degree in music and I actually studied trumpet in college. So my mind went to back to having trumpet lessons and thinking about being in the trumpet lesson with my trumpet teacher and getting information from him, him teaching me things, me getting to put that into practice and actually learn lessons by being in my trumpet lesson. And it was interesting because this came to mind today, Phil, that it came to mind about the title of the actual trumpet lesson was an actual class. And I wasn't even thinking about that Sunday, but the name of the class was Applied Trumpet. And I was like, wow, so that makes a lot of sense. So when we're talking about a lesson, a lesson for you and in order for you to learn something, you've got to apply something. It's like if I, if you were to come to me and you say, give me a trumpet lesson. Okay. Well, I'll present information to you, but there's something that you've got to do with it in order for you to learn about the trumpet. Now I can give you information about it. I can talk to you about it. But if you really want to play the trumpet, if you want to teach the trumpet, then there's things that you must apply. So this isn't just, you know, you go for a piano lesson and the piano teacher says, okay, here's the scale book and I want you to look at it and we're not going to play the piano at all. Well, I'd be silly. It's like, well, I'm here to learn the piano. I know, but we're just going to talk about notes. We're going to talk about piano music, but you're not going to play anything. Well, you're not teaching me how to play the piano. You know, this isn't really a lesson if you're not going to, you know, show me or the teacher just sits there and plays the whole time and you don't get to play anything. Well, how am I learning any lesson here on being able to play the piano when you're doing everything and I'm not able to do anything? So it's a it's a give and take because even with my trumpet teacher that he would play some things to show me and then he would say, OK, you do it and then all right, we'll do this or think about it this way. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'll change that. And, and then I would ask like, how did you play that? How did you, and we would have conversations, but it was a, both of us having a role in it. It wasn't him doing all the playing. It wasn't me doing all the playing. You know, he was giving information, giving examples, giving me opportunity. And then for the next time, um, he would say, okay, well, here's information I want you to practice. And, you know, we'll see you on the next lesson to see what you've done with it. And, it made me think of the importance of lessons is that so we can take the truth of God and apply it and actually learn from it. And the, the truth of this is, is that lessons aren't just in faith in God because everybody has faith, but not everybody has faith in God because faith is a constant thing. People have faith in themselves. They have faith in the government, but faith is a constant, but faith in God is not, Everybody, not everybody's going to have faith in Yah, in God. They're going to have faith in other things. So the focus of this is with faith in God, the journey of faith, and then being in faith and continuing is all about lessons. And it's about Yah giving truth and the opportunity for us to apply it so that we can actually, as the title says, so did you learn your lesson? Because yes, lessons are for everybody. 
but it's for you. So what did you get out of it? Did you learn? And this isn't a linear where did you learn your lesson and that's it. It's a circular thing. So whatever lesson that you are in the process of learning, are you getting out of it? What you can get out of it? Can you get more out of it in the future? Are you missing what you should be getting out of it? You know, it's a constant thing. And oh, I had this happen to me before we even started the podcast this evening is, and I will answer the question and say, yes, I did learn my lesson in this is we have a black cat at home and we've had her for a couple of years and she started out kind of real skittish. And now she's a little bit more calm to where you can rub her belly and kind of rub her paws and things like that. So she was in the rocking chair and went up to her and, you know, I touched her paw and was rubbing a little bit and she really didn't do anything. And I was like, wow, she's really kind of coming around to where she's not really scratching like she used to or anything like that. And, you know, I touched her front paws and I touched one of her rear paws, which touching the rear paw is, you know, you might as well just, you know, throw a bucket of water on her. She's just going to jump and and scratch and really didn't do anything. So I was like, oh, look at that. You know, I can kind of pet her paws more. And right when I did that, one of her paws lunged out and scratching me right on the hand there, got three little marks. And I was like, what's the lesson in this? No matter how much an animal can be brought into a house and you can train them and they can be a little bit more calm, more domesticated. They still have the nature of a cat. They're still a predator and somebody attacks them. They're going to use the claws to defend themselves. And the lesson was no matter how much you think you've trained a cat or dog and you think that they're calm and you think that they're like a person, they're still an animal, they're instinctive. And they can lash out and scratch you no matter if they haven't scratched you for a year or two years. You hit them just right. It's it's not about they don't understand what they're doing. It's all instinctive. And even with that, it was just, did you learn your lesson? I was like, okay, so next time when I approach my cat, be careful that even if the cat doesn't scratch, just realize that you get them overstimulated. You get them in a position they're going to lash out. So just be careful because you got scratched, you can prevent that by changing what you do. And the same thing with the lessons of Yah, we have in the word of God, it says that Yeshua Messiah learned obedience by what he suffered. So the lessons he needed to learn was you need to suffer so that you can learn that obedience isn't just this flip it, you obey God and it's easy. And no, obedience means it takes your whole life, it takes your full mindset to I'm going to obey God no matter what happens. Well, this is for you to learn lessons because how can you learn to trust in us and obey us if you don't go through struggles? So the lesson is the struggle so that you can learn and you can improve. You know, yeah, Jonah, yeah, okay, here's your lesson. I'm going to put you in the whale. What are you going to do? Nebuchadnezzar, oh my gosh, look at all this great kingdom that I've made. Y'all puts him out in the field. What's the lesson? Well, you need to learn that it's not by your hands that all these things were created. And when it got to the end of the time, you know, may the Lord be praised forever and ever. I understand that you are God and I am not, but it took seven years for him to learn his lesson or to learn the lesson that y'all wanted him to live, to learn. So the truth of this is, is that, 
lessons themselves are a constant thing that in life, if you're in faith in God, you're not in faith in God, you can't get away from lessons because I was given this by Yah uh, this evening that lessons are an opportunity to teach and learn cause and effect. Cause and effect is in everything. Cause and effect is a constant. Okay. Well, what's a lesson to learn here? You know, my son, do this. My son, do that. Don't go over here where these people are going. Don't go over here. There's a lesson because if you do this, there's an effect. If you don't do this, there's an effect. So it's a way to apply the truth of God and have situations where you can discover things just like the piano or the trumpet lesson. The point is, is I'm, I'm giving you information because I've been through these lessons. So now I'm going to give you information so that you can learn the lesson and you can discover what it is to learn how to play a musical instrument. You can discover how to repair a vehicle, ride a horse, drive a car, you know, different things like that. So life itself is about lessons and the lessons are going to be there, but how we handle it depends on our choices, what we do with it, how we respond. Um, with the job that I have, having some struggles, speaking with people that have foreign languages or, you know, different things like that. And even something that Yah gave us yesterday, just applying that, you know, don't let what other people do affect you. You do what is right and you'll be accepted. So don't focus on what everybody else is doing. Focus on what you're doing and being able to apply that. I was able to learn a lesson of, wow, that people are people. Um, it doesn't matter what race they are, what color, anything that people are people. And look at people that they make decisions, they do things just like we do, and just deal with it in a matter of fact way based in truth, not in feelings, you know, not in emotions, just do the best you can. So this was just a concept just really was on my mind to give to those that are listening that in the life that you live, that you can't get away from lessons, and ways to learn about the truth of God. And if you look at the Bible itself, the Bible itself is a book of lessons. I mean, you look at the Old Testament, you look at the New Testament, look at all the scenarios, all the stories that are in there that you could take and really say, what can I learn? What is a lesson in this for me, for me to apply this for my life? What can I learn from this? You know, because I've, there's some programs out there where you can read the Bible in a year, you know, you can read the Bible in so many months. And it came to mind with, have you really looked at reading the word of God as instead of looking at it, like you're reading a book and you just kind of go through it and just read it of you ever thought about it as a book of lessons and ways to learn lessons, like looking at Daniel and the lion's den or, you know, Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and Yeshua's life and the apostles Noah, Abraham, and really look at it as, as lessons learned. Like what am I able to learn about, you know, Yah in this, about Job? What can I learn from this so that I can say, okay, I've either been in this situation. I'm going to be in this situation. I, I've been it in the, in the past. What can I learn from this? You know, Yah, teach me the lesson in this for me to learn. How does this apply to me so that I can really get this? And Yeshua himself even said, you know, the person that hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is the one that's the, akin to a wise man or woman, but the one who 
hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice, then it's like you're building your house on the sand. And so what's the lesson in it? If you want to have a solid foundation, obey my commands, put my commands into application. If you don't, then you're really not learning anything. Well, you are learning, you're learning that you're going to be in a different direction, that you're not going to find the solid ground. You're going to, you're going to learn that you're going to be on shifting sand. So Yah gives the parables, they give the information so that we can look at it and seek it with all of our heart and discover what is it about this for me to learn so that I can apply this so that I can ultimately be holy as Yah is holy. You know, don't look at the Bible as, well, it's just something I have to read. Look at it as, wow, this is an opportunity to learn the truth of God and actually apply this information so that I can actually change my life, so that I can make right decisions, so that I can be not like Cain, who, yeah, I told him, if you do what is right, you'll be accepted. You know, what what's a lesson in there? Well, if I want acceptance from God, then... I need to figure out how to do what is right. If I want acceptance from people, then that's being an enemy of God. So there's something I must do to, to go in that direction. So the podcast that we've had, think about all the questions that have come out and things about, you could look at each podcast as a lesson. Can I lose my salvation? You know, you are what you eat. Um, what we just talked about with the fornication, premarital sex. Well, that's a lesson. What, what can I, applying this to learn the truth of God. So this is just another just expansion of what we've been doing, just saying that that if you look at things as a lesson, instead of looking at it as just circumstance or coincidence, that no, that, and we talked about this too, that you make your own choices and your choices have consequences. All right, so I did this. Okay, well, what's the lesson in this? Well, I'm not doing this again, because if I do this again, then I'm going to end up in the same place. Or, you know what? I will do that again, because that's right, fair, and just. So I am going to do that again. So it's not just about you not doing things. It's also about doing things that are right and continuing to do them. So, Phil, those are the thoughts that I had, because this was just so fresh in my mind. We just talked about this recently, and it was just really speaking to me about it. It was such a help for me of just looking at faith in God as just a series of lessons and application. Yeah, lessons. And this is something we've talked about is a is a constant. You had mentioned that earlier. And a constant is something that is always there. Then whether you learn a good lesson or you learn a bad lesson, that's what's determined by how you apply the information that you hear. It's really important that you evaluate the information that you're getting. and apply it in accordance with the truth of God. Because if you don't apply it in accordance with the truth of God, there's a lesson in it that will be negative for you. If you accept 
the uh, wrong thing from somebody, then you got a lesson and you accepted it. But in the end, it's going to be a detriment to you because you didn't learn the right lesson. You know, if you ask somebody, did you learn your lesson? Well, you probably should clarify what lesson did you learn? You know, if I ask you, did you learn your lesson? And you say, yes. Oh, okay. But I might want to ask you questions about, well, okay, tell me what the lesson was that you learned. And you start going into it. And that wasn't the intention of what I was teaching. Then I can say, wait a minute. Let, let me clarify this because you took that the wrong way and let me show you the truth that's wrapped around it in order for you to get a good lesson out of it rather than a bad. Because again, like you said, uh, lessons have to have some sort of application, whether it's applied appropriately or not appropriately, there's still a lesson in it. Lesson without application is merely information. That, that's all it is. But unless you apply it, you can't learn from it. So it's just something that we really need to be looking into because you want to be verifying and making sure that the person giving you the information is giving you good knowledgeable information that's true and lessons don't just come from somebody teaching you you can watch somebody else's life and learn a lesson by you seeing the consequence that they received for what they did then you said in your mind well i'm going to apply my mind that if that happens to me i'm going to do the opposite because what the consequence was there was a bad consequence, and I don't want the bad consequence. I want the good consequence. And unfortunately, we've been programmed in this world to just believe somebody who claims a position of authority. Just, just believe them because, you know, they're in that position and you don't know, you, you don't know, you don't know how to do it. And really in this uh, circumstance, uh, I'll bring up a fact of faith with a lot of the teaching in Christianity. There is some that they're talking about that is based in the Bible, but most of it, when it adheres to salvation, it doesn't line up. And People are thinking, well, they went to seminary, so they certainly, they know. And I don't care who you are. If you're going to have faith in God, you have to go through seminary, but you don't go through worldly seminary. You go through seminary with God so that you can learn the appropriate lessons. And there is nobody on the face of the earth that is not capable of understanding the things of God, because if there would, if there was, I would be one of them. Uh, I'm nobody special. I, uh, I didn't go to college. I did take a college class for uh, architectural blueprint reading, but, um, you know, I didn't go to college. I, I just barely passed 
in high school. And a lot of it was because I did enough to get by. And I'm glad I've changed with that because with God, there is no doing just enough to get by. Put your heart in it completely and immerse yourself into it so that you can learn the lessons. And unfortunately, people don't think, well, I'm just a layman. I don't, I'm, I, I haven't been to seminary, so I can't understand these things. These things are not, uh, your understanding of these things do not come from man's teaching. They come from the spirit of God guiding you until you have circumcision of the heart, and then you have the spirit of God within you that's feeding you the information necessary. We're able to do the podcast that we've done and have the information that we have because of what God has done in us. It, it is not our own uh, intellect that brought about any of the understanding that we have, rather that it's found in the true faith in Messiah in circumcision of the heart. And it's hugely important for us to recognize that you've got to verify and make sure that here's the thing. Look at everything that somebody tells you as a lesson, but apply it to the truth of God. Don't apply it to where they tell you what to do and how to do it. No, you find the truth of God, and you, when you have that relationship with God, God gives you the ability to understand things that even the smartest people that live on this planet, smartest by what the world would perceive, can't understand. And the Bible tells you why, because they're spiritually discerned. You, you have to have the spirit of God in you to be able to discern these things. You know, people who don't have faith in God trying to push an aspect of uh, evolution, and that's an, a, an aspect of evolution that's not true, rather than giving lessons on the true reality of evolution, is that everything that comes into existence evolves into a greater form and then decays and goes into the ground, but in the midst of that, it produces more seed that that seed goes into the ground and it evolves into the plant and into the plant that produces fruit and produces the seed. And so it's just, it's a continual cycle, but it's not from the natural selection perspective that they lay it out to be. And it's, they're giving you theories and what good is a theory that tells me that you've looked into it some but you're still not convinced of it and we're, when we talk about the things we talk about we're not talking about theory we're talking about the realities of God but we can do that because we have God in us and I don't care who you are you can have the same knowledge and understanding and whatever you need for salvation, stop depending on other people to do it for you because they will lead you down a wrong path 
that will the lesson you will learn will be in the very end in eternal burning and that's not what god intends but that's the lesson that's going to come if you don't verify what you're being taught as truth because if you just accept it yes you're learning lessons and they're telling you things or what to do and you try to apply those things so you are learning lessons but you're not learning good lessons because you're not learning how to get rid of sin you're not learning how to advance and grow in knowledge and wisdom and understanding of god rather you put your dependency on somebody else who's telling you these things and the bible says that in those days that i don't have to teach somebody else that god said i will put my laws on their hearts well yeah because you have the spirit of god in your heart you have the law of god in your heart now and you have the ability to learn and grow from a good perspective and the what's written in the bible will always line up with what god's intention is and when when they speak about it they won't speak of something different uh you may think that there's contradictions but they're not and every contradiction perceived can be settled uh in the end and so lessons are everywhere you 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 can read a book and if you apply the information you'll learn a lesson you know you can read instructions on how to do something and it ends up not being well i'm going to teach you how to build a chair and it ends up being a table well i'm not listening to that guy again because he's he was supposed to teach me how to build a chair not a table but he taught me how to build a table and that's kind of the concept of what's happening in uh, christianity with all the teaching that doesn't line up with the truth of god so learn your lessons but make sure they're good lessons and they're not lessons that bring bad consequences your way and if you have the fullness of faith in god nothing that comes your way can be anything but a blessing and that speaks to those of us who have circumcision of the heart that that means that we have no reason to uh get mad or get upset because everything that comes from god for us is a blessing and therefore why am I getting upset about being blessed? You know, because blessings are the bad things that you perceive in your mind is bad, but it actually isn't bad because it gets you to understand that, well, I don't want to do that again, and so you don't do it again. Lesson learned. Had a scripture go through my mind. <clears throat> And I just, I want to draw it back to something that mother just brought out through you. That's so crucial to this. Make sure that whatever 
you're applying and doing lines up with the truth of God because lessons are constant, but in order for you to learn the blessing side instead of the curse side, it's got to line up with the truth of God. And I had a scripture that came to mind that many people will put out there and they'll put this as a blanket and they'll say, well, I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Okay. When that hits my ears now, okay, first of all, who is God talking to? He's talking to Joshua. All right. So he's talking to Joshua and he says, I know the plans that I have for you. Okay. Where, okay, well, where's the lesson in it for me? Okay. The gospel message is the plans for prospering us, giving us a hope and a future. The hope is in Messiah. The future is the kingdom of God. Yah knows the plans because the plans have been laid out from the foundation of the earth. I know the plans that I have for you, but what people do is, well, this worked out and and happened because that's God's plan. Yeah, but what's your lesson in this? Do you know that it's God's plan or do you just think or you feel and you assume it's God's plan because Yah's talking to Joshua. Well, spiritually, Joshua is a representation of Messiah taking the people into the promised land. So he's speaking to his son. My son, I have these plans for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, not only for you, but to your seed as well. So we have to look at this from a truth perspective that if you want the prosperity of God, find true faith in the son and your hope and your future will be in him to where you'll give, be given a rich welcome into the kingdom. But people will just assume that, well, God is love. God is just a, a teddy bear and God's not a terrorist. That's ridiculous. So God knows that, yeah, you see this worked out for you. And that proves that that's God's plan for you without any verification from Yah. Yah, is this the plan that you have for me? Is this where you want me to go? Well, I feel that God is okay. So you don't know. So you're putting it on God. And then you get upset at God because the plans didn't work out the way that you thought they were, but that's not Yah's fault. And that's the thing with these, the, the lessons is make sure that it lines up with the truth because you, you depend on somebody telling you what the scripture means or what it says. And yeah, you just accept Jesus as Lord and savior and you have your hope and well, I'm going to be saved. And yeah, but the lesson you're learning isn't based in truth and ultimately in the end, because the word says that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it ends in death. So, well, wait a minute, the word of God says that. So I better make sure that the way that I'm going doesn't lead to death that, well, how do I get away from this body of death? Well, what does Paul say about it? You know, who will save me from this body of death? Praise be to God through Yeshua, our Lord. It's just, it's just coming to mind that it's and we've come from this in the past, but it's just so important to take it and evaluate the word of God and make sure that you have Yah helping you and guiding you to understand it and not just somebody telling you because there's going to be a long line of people. Lord, Lord, didn't I do these things? Didn't I, you know, I thought that those were the lessons I was supposed to learn. And no, you didn't learn the lesson because you didn't learn the lesson that says, go and sin no more or something worse is going to happen. Get away from sin. And because of that, you can't be in my presence. You cannot be in the kingdom because you still have sin in your heart. Get away from me. So it doesn't matter what it is. If you're really looking for it, there is lessons in 
the word of God in all different areas. I mean, there's lessons to getting away from sin. There's, there's lessons in, if you keep doing these things, you'll receive blessings. So it's just, it's just so important not to assume things just because somebody's told you something. And I mean, that's the easy way. It's just somebody tells you and you just go by what they say and well, I don't have to do anything. All I have to do is this. And you know, that's the end of it where, no, I mean, that's like we said, that lessons are a constant and there is always something to learn. And we've even said this in our gathering. If we ever run out of stuff to talk about, shame on us because any and everything, we could even talk about this on the next podcast and there's more information we could get. So it's not that there's a lack of information or lessons. It's just, what do we do with it? Are we expanding and growing? And yeah, people in the world will look at this as foolishness because the word of God says that the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing because they have a veil that's covering this information. They can't understand it or see it because it's got to be spiritually discerned. And it's just, this is just good information to get out there that if you're, you know, in Christianity or in different religion and you, you just feel like you're in a stuck position. Well, what lessons have you been learning? Is this really beneficial for me to be doing these same things over and over again? What else is there out there? You know, maybe I should look into these things that, you know, that they're talking about and really seek after with all my heart and see what happens, you know, or whatever. But it's just, this is just a huge lesson. Well, I want to go back to something you opened up with in your conversation and you were talking about what to do with the Bible in your reading of it. And there's an important aspect that if you realize you're a sinner and that's why you're reading your Bible. Okay. If you want to get the best lessons out of the Bible, as you read what you read, you have to picture it as though God is not talking to that person, that sinner, that Israel that was doing the wrong thing, but God is talking to me about what I'm doing wrong. And you can correlate it to whatever you have going on in your life that you know you have going on because you have a guilty conscience. And so it would really behoove people that as they read through the scripture, that you put yourself in the midst of the group that's being talked about, you know, and if you do think you're in a place of finding favor towards God and God says, okay, when I let you into this land, then don't go to the idols and, uh, you know, make sure you destroy all the idols. Uh, because if you don't, then there's going to be a consequence for that. And you see that, there was a consequence for them when they broke the commands of God. Aaron's sons, when they, uh, this was before they went into the promised land, Aaron's sons, when uh, they offered unauthorized incense, well, that was a pretty good lesson to the priest in uh, the Levitical priesthood that don't offer unauthorized incense because you're going to you're going to die unless you want to die don't do that lesson learned and then you go on from that but the you really have to put yourself you place yourself 
in the midst of that story because you're there. It's speaking to you just as well as it's speaking to those people. And that's why we want to get away with this whole concept of Bible times. You know, well, they were Bible times. You know, we're still in Bible times. And the Old Testament is just as prevalent today as it was back then. The concept is, is learn the Old Testament. You know, people first come to faith and they, people drive them to the, or they, perceivedly come to faith and well you got it matthew mark luke and john that's where you know no you should start back in the old testament and when you can see yourself in the old testament then you work your way uh through it to where you get up to the new testament with messiah but you have to follow the old testament and learn the lessons necessary for you to move along the journey that's the whole concept of in the desert when Israel was in the desert for 40 years. It was consequence for consequence for consequence for disobedience. Why? So those that were going to cross into the land, the next generation would be able to take warning. And if they didn't do what those people did by disobeying God, then good lesson learned. Uh, And, The scripture you brought up about, for I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. That's one of the most grossly misrepresented scriptures in the Bible that people have learned bad lessons in, even to the point that you will use that to try to comfort somebody who's going through a struggle or, you know, they have a child who's on the verge of dying or uh, a parent on the verge of dying, or there's, there's severe illness going on and they're trying to comfort you with, well, they, uh, it says in the Bible that uh, God says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Well, so you're telling me that this situation is going on, God's doing it. No, only if you're following the instructions of God, will you walk in the plan of God? It's like, if I have plans for you to build your house, you tell me you want a set of plans to build your house. So I design your house and I make a set of plans for it. You cannot build the house that I designed if you don't follow the plans. And so the thing of what God's saying is, is if you walk in obedience to my commands, if you walk in my ways, then what is set for you is prosper and not harm. So that means that when that tough situation comes along, that well, God in, intends me to use this for good. It doesn't mean that God planned it. It doesn't mean that God set it up, that God made it happen. No, what it means is, is as I face struggles in this life, then I'm going to accept them as a blessing from God because I have the fullness of faith. But if you don't have the fullness of faith, more than likely the tough, difficult times and the times that things are going bad, you're you're going to 
I see them as a curse. And if you don't have faith in God, then they are a curse. Even the uh, financial windfall that you just got, that you're like, oh, God just blessed me. And you're perceiving it's a blessing because it feels good. But it's a curse because wait till you see what comes along with having to deal with that extra money, with that financial windfall. And, you know, what are you going to do with it and how are you going to do it? All the people that are going to want a piece of it. And so with that scripture, too many times people are trying to use it to comfort people who are in a uh, struggle in life. And it wasn't intended for that. What it was intended for was God says, I have a set of plans for you to build a spiritual house. And if you follow my ways, then the plan is to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. But to blanket tell somebody that, well, God did this, you know, it's God's plan people use that one too. It's God's plan because God says, for I know the plans I have for you. So this is God's plan. No, God's letting the normal corruption within the world and the human body take place. It was the design from the beginning that creation was subject to uh, decay. Okay. So that was set. Now, what happens now, it's not that God's specifically setting up these situations and these struggles, because you're going to have struggles. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you have circumcision of the heart or not. You're still going to have struggles. But when you're on God's side, then that struggle is there to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in the future. And if you learn the good lesson from what it is that you're going through, then how can it be a detriment? How can it be a curse? But stop using that scripture to try to comfort people in a struggle. God put it there for God to say, when you're in a struggle, if you're on my side, then pay attention to what's going on. You you see this as, as hurt and pain, but what the enemy uses for wickedness, God intends for good. And it's your position and your condition that determine whether the plans of God carry through to you or they don't. There's another scripture that goes beautifully right with it in the New Testament. And this is another one that's used just to blanket All things work together for good, but what it says is, for those who love God and are called according to their purpose, well, what's the lesson in this? Okay, well, there it is. You see, all things work together for good for you because you've accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. No, because we have to think about, like we've said this, the context, okay, those who love God, this is love for God to obey their commands. Okay, so your love for God is in your faith that you obey their commands and you do what is right in their sight. And just like it says that all things do work together for function because you're called according to their purpose. So you've been called by Abba 
you've come to the sun, you come to the spirit. So that's the person that's in that realm. It's not just a blanket. Well, all things work together for good because you believe God exists and everything is good for you. Well, just because it's good as we've learned or learning is good. just doesn't mean feel good. Good means functional. So whatever you're going through, just like you said, you're struggling with something and you know, it's in the will of God, the purpose that even though it may hurt, even though it may be painful and a struggle, it's going to work together for function because function doesn't also doesn't necessarily mean feel good all the time. Function is what's best for everybody involved. And this is a good lesson. Just speaking about this, that this lesson speak, what you know, and know what you speak. Do you know what you're talking about? Because you're going to learn hard lessons. You teach somebody something that you don't know what you're talking about. And then Yah comes to you. Hey, why did you teach this way? You know, why did you do that when that wasn't appropriate? Well, you learn the lesson of, okay, or, and this is all through. I mean, we even have in Revelation, uh, Yeshua with the letters to the churches, you know, do these things and repent or else I will do these things. So learn your lesson and repent so that you don't have to deal with the consequence of what I'm going to do. And it just shows the, the love of God and that they are loved, that they do everything for the benefit, what is best for everyone involved. And that's why these lessons is that if you're struggling with something, you're going to struggle in this faith because that's what we're called to. But is it an unnecessary struggle that you're adding something to it, something that you're not seeing? So what's the lesson? Wow, you know, I have this pain in my back or a pain in my my head or leg or let me evaluate it. What's the lesson in this? What is this telling me about my spiritual condition? You know, let me dig is, well, the lesson is you it's perseverance and endurance or the lesson is correlate this back to your, your spiritual well-being, And that's the thing. Life is just a constant lesson. And even with Yah's creation, what's the lesson in the creation? Well, all of our invisible qualities have been made known so that mankind is without excuse. So the lesson is that it's, it's put out there. So if you don't see me, is it you're suppressing the truth and so Yah has put all these things clear so that their existence can be known. But if you ignore it, then you're going to learn the lesson of there's going to be consequences for rejecting God and you, you're going to end up in the abyss where you learn your lesson of, wow, God really does exist. And I see that. And I'm going to seek this with, with all of our, with all my heart. And yeah, I'm, I'm learning from this is that everything, every choice that you make and, what you go through, there's lessons to be found and there's always something to work on. And even with Paul, cause we have a scripture about this, that Paul was pleading with God because of this thorn that he had in the flesh and he begged God a, a few times to take it away. And no, Paul, you need to learn the lesson that my grace is sufficient for you. And that if I remove this, then you're going to get prideful. And I know that. So, this is a good lesson for you that my grace is sufficient. My, the opportunity for you to have salvation, the opportunity to have sin taken out of your heart, that that's enough for you to continue on this journey and to continue moving forward and trust in me. So this is good. So the lesson is you don't need to keep asking me for me to remove it because I'm not going to remove it. I'm going to leave it there so that you can learn that, wow, when I'm weak, then I'm strong because I'm not dependent upon me and my strength. So yeah, thank you for the lesson so that I know now 
that in my weak condition, then I can be strong because my trust is in you. It's not on myself. So thank you for that lesson. But how could he learn that lesson if Yah just said, no, I'm just, if he asked me one time to take it away, I'm just going to take it away that, you know, I'm going to just let him deal with it and then say, hey, Paul, I know what I'm doing with this. Uh, I know it's a struggle, but it's necessary for you. You know, godliness with contentment is great gain. Well, how can you learn the lesson of contentment if you have no struggle? Because if there's, how can you really understand and discover contentment if you don't have struggle? Because contentment is the state of being. Well, how can you, you know what? I'm going to be content in this no matter what. How can you learn the lesson of that if there's no challenges? Because there's no opportunity to be content if there's no struggle. So a lot of it is we lean on our own understanding in this instead of growing and trusting in Yah, leaning on their understanding so that we can see, okay, this lesson is good for me. So I'm not going to fight against it. I've even had Yeshua himself tell me this, embrace the struggle. So what's the lesson when struggle comes because it will, Embrace it because it's going to help you to learn obedience. Don't get away from it. Don't suppress it because that's not a good lesson for you. The The good lesson is, hey, this is what you're called to. Walk in it, grow in it. <clears throat> but every day people learn and go through lessons in life and just stay where they are and really don't change anything. So this just gives the opportunity for those listening that <clears throat> no matter where you are, on this journey, there, there's lessons for you to learn. And the things that we're talking about are given to us by Yah. And <clears throat> these aren't things that we've just been talking about for a few months. We've been walking through this. <clears throat> we've been learning lessons. Gosh, because Phil, we've been talking together for coming up almost 20 years. And there's a lot of lessons that we could talk to people that we've learned and are learning that people don't even know about um, <clears throat> because of our faith journey. And even lessons doing the podcast that sometimes we'll be sitting here and nothing's really coming to mind specifically, but no, I'm just going to trust in God and they'll give me what I need or, you know, yeah, I'm not really getting anything on what you want us to talk about. And yeah, always makes it clear what they want us to talk about. That's a lesson of trust and, and patience and things like that. So this is just a huge thing. Well, if you have to go to, and you do, suffering and struggle in this life. Is it better to sit and whine about it or is it better to give it purpose? If you can give it purpose for improvement, then you have a reason that you can use it for. It doesn't necessarily mean it was laid out for that specific reason, unless God says uh, clearly that it's laid out for this reason. But the objective goal, when we look at suffering and struggle, is that it's there for lessons to teach us things, to, one, recognize, okay, the lesson in this is, perseverance and endurance or the lesson is you know what i have this struggle but there are people out there that are struggling with a whole lot worse than this and therefore uh, i'm going to rejoice in it because 
other people have it bad. Well, I'm learning my lessons about consideration and being considerate towards other people and what they're going through and not just wanting everybody to just coddle me because what was me and all this stuff is happening. And it's a fact of the world. I don't care who you are. There's tragedy, trauma, suffering, and struggle that you will go through. And I don't care how much somebody tries to protect you from it. I don't care how much you try to protect yourself from it. It's a part of this world. So why not make it have purpose? Let it have a purpose. I mean, a lot of times you don't like suffering and struggle because you, you, well, it doesn't make any sense. Well, what you're saying is it doesn't have a purpose. Well, the only reason it doesn't have a purpose is because you don't put a purpose to it. That's your doing, not God's. God puts the circle or God's has circumstances or the world just has circumstances that are going to happen. Now, whether you learn a lesson from it, that is a good lesson. That's up to you. And when you go through a suffering or a struggle, you should be looking to, especially if you're in faith, you should be looking for purpose. Okay. This is difficult and it's hard, but there's a lesson in it for me. So God, what is the good lesson that I'm to learn from this, which will just help me to increase and grow and improve, give me a greater ability to persevere and endure the next time. And then as I go through at that time, it gives me a greater ability to persevere and endure again. But if I'm just sitting there, just whining about it the whole time, then there's no purpose in it for me. And so my objective goal in my mind is when a struggle comes is, all right, what do I need to learn from this? Because I can either learn something or I can just let it be a waste. So why waste it and why not let it have purpose? Because when it has purpose, then that helps you to deal with it a little bit easier. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy. No, because tragedy and trauma or tragedy and trauma, suffering and struggle, it's still suffering and struggle. But if you learn the right lessons, then that just gives you a greater strength to persevere and endure through the next struggle, through the next trauma, through the next tragedy, whatever it is, because it's going to come your way. It really has to do with what, you do with it in accordance to the truth of God. And so purpose is a, is a great aspect. And it's when, when we look at lesson, the very first lesson that was ever given was the creation of the world. That was the first lesson for humankind. Even before they were placed on the earth, that lesson was put into existence first. What was it for? To prove the existence of God. If you learn the right lesson from it, 
you will have the fear of God. And then through having the fear of God, you will pursue them until you then become a friend of God. And it's just part of the journey. But from the creation, lessons were put in place. And so it's really just a matter of what you learn from it. And did you learn something that is functional, which would be good in the eyes of God, or did you learn something dysfunctional, which would not would be uh, bad in the eyes of God? And so lessons are good to learn, but you can't learn lessons if you're always worried about somebody else. And this thought hit me earlier as well, and this ties in with the aspect of what Victoria calls the golden rule. There are lessons all over what you're seeing in somebody else. There's a lesson for you in it. Now, sometimes the lesson is, well, you see what they did and you see the consequence they got for it, so you don't want to do that. But I'm talking to the other degree of the lesson is, is that when you see something in somebody else, there's a lesson in it. And that lesson, if it's a good lesson to you, it's you figuring out that this is teaching me that I do the same thing. And so there are lessons within just the aspect of you seeing something somebody else does that bothers you that frustrates you, that aggravates you, that agitates you. And the whole purpose of you seeing it in them is not for you to get frustrated, aggravated, agitated. It's for you to learn a lesson. And the lesson is you're a human just like they are. And you do the same things they do. So before you say anything to them, the lesson is, Deal with it yourself. Get that log out of your eye. And when you learn that lesson, that will open up the door for you to pass that lesson on to the other person, but only when you have dealt with it yourself first. So just whenever you see somebody doing something and it starts to bother you, that's there for a lesson for you to figure out where you're doing it where you've done it, and if you haven't done it physically in the world, you've done it against God. There's many different concepts that you can go into with this in evaluation, but the reality is, is that when you see something in somebody else, you see it for a reason, because nobody can pick out every single flaw that somebody else has. You only pick out specific ones. Why do you only pick out specific ones and not every single flaw? Because those are the ones that are familiar to do, to you. You don't know because in your lower conscience is where they are. You, you have this uh, dissociation, uh, like a dissociative disorder where you're not associating that you have the same problem that they have, and therefore the altar that's in up in front doesn't connect itself to the fact that I do the very same things until you start to evaluate 
and really dig in and make a decision that you're going to figure it out in yourself, then you can have associative order. You can have your altars that associate together and there's an order to it, not a dissociative disorder. So it's really important for a lesson's sake that when you see something in somebody else, and again, anybody who has fullness of faith in God or anybody who is seeking on the journey, that's who we're talking to, then see these things in other people and then use that as a lesson for yourself for correction and when you correct it then that opens the door for you to then become a teacher of that thing to somebody else but until you've dealt with it yourself then you have no business giving somebody a lesson about it and it, this is something we've talked about before with the uh, psychology person perspective when you have a psychologist who's trying to tell help somebody get rid of depression or anxiety or uh, panic attacks and they themselves have anxiety depression and panic attacks well they have no business telling other people how to fix it if they can't fix it themselves and that that is a big problem you know, it would be like, okay, I'm going to open up a internet business on telling people how to fix their cars. I don't know enough about cars to do that, but I'm going to open up a business to, and I'll just, you know, I don't know how to fix my cars. So I'll learn as they learn. And no, you, you shouldn't be teaching from that perspective. You learn the lesson first. You make sure you understand the lesson. You make sure you have heart knowledge of it. Then when you do, that is what gives you the ability to approach somebody else with compassion, understanding, and true love to be able to help them and guide them on a path of correction to be able to fix whatever issue it is that's going on or that they have. And so it's really Lessons are everywhere and there and everything. And if we would stop whining about what everybody else is doing and just figure out what can I learn in this, then I just continue to grow in knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Why not use the struggles and the suffering and the things you see in other people to help yourself advance and grow and with that it has purpose as well so that instead of getting frustrated because somebody did something i'm not going to get frustrated i'm going to learn a lesson i'm going to learn a good lesson which is i'm going to figure out where i'm doing it i'm going to fix it i'm going to make sure that i'm not being a hypocrite because this all this uh, what i'm speaking about right now and what we've talked about, about what you see in somebody else you do, and you need to evaluate that. The whole purpose of that is to remove the hypocrisy. So we're 
looking at other people to learn lessons about ourselves, so that we can fix those things in ourselves. And once we have the lesson learned in ourselves, then we have the ability to go teach other people. You know, we've been through the gospel message. We've walked in Christianity. We've walked where we are now. And so we have the ability to teach because we have the heart knowledge of it. But our teaching somebody is not going to give it to them because we we plant, we water, but God brings the increase. God is the one that's going to give them the information necessary when they are lined up appropriately for that information from God. Well, just interesting how this just circles back to, like, like you said, the golden rule, the just, gosh, this such crucial teaching a messiah about the you're so concerned about the the speck in somebody else's eye but you don't see the forest in in your eye and even the statement in the world that you know you can't see the forest for the trees because you're just you don't even see it in yourself and it's very interesting that the question just it, this has been just the last couple of times the question that we start with it, it comes around i'm just thinking about this again of Actually, got lost the train. The um, did you learn your lesson? And it just right when you said you point the finger back at yourself, where you see the person doing something, are you learning your lesson? Did you learn your lesson, or did you put it back on them and say, you know, that person's crazy, that person's an idiot, they don't know what they're doing? Or and because yes, this is a a Socratic question, but you could say, are you learning? your lessons, like not just like if you, it's just over with, but you're, it's a constant thing of, because that, you know, we, we can never talk enough about pointing the finger back at yourself. That's a huge thing because I thought about this, like with the auto mechanic thing, if I were to go to a class like that online or in person, and somebody's going to teach me about working on cars. I mean, honestly, if, if you were in there, would you get something out of a teacher that you're starting to work on a car and they're like, what did you do that for? why did you do that? That was stupid. But well, I guess you're not getting it. And you, you're like, why are you getting so frustrated? And I'm just asking, well, you need to know how to do this. And you're getting mad at them. And they're like, man, you know, you seem really uptight, really insecure. Do you really know what you're doing? You know, because, you know, you don't understand, hey, I'm, I'm learning how to work on cars. I don't know everything, you know, why are you getting so upset? And it just made me think of if you're mastering it, or you've mastered that, that that gives you the opportunity to really help because you're not going to be taking it personal. You're just going to be giving truth. And what that does when you don't take it personal and you make it about the truth and matter of fact, that opens up the door for that person to discover and fix themselves by that information. Because if not, you're just lecturing. You keep doing this. Why don't you change? What not going to do it. What's going to get it is a genuine turn for the person and that you just give them information. They say, wow, you know, this is really, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to think about this because what you're saying is right. I can see it's fair. There's no attitude. There's cause really you're just giving what is a matter of fact. You're, you're just, you can see it, you give the information and you leave it alone. You don't need to sit there and just keep bringing it up and bringing it up. And how many times did we have in the Bible where the Pharisees and Sadducees, did you learn your lesson? You know, you bring the woman caught in adultery 
and Messiah write some things in the sand and you, you leave one by one, did you learn your lesson or are you just going to keep on with it? Or did you take that and think, wow, I didn't understand what I was doing. I'm not doing that again. I'm going to change my ways and, and move on. Or are you going to keep doing what you're doing? Because we've said this before, uh, what is insanity? When sanity is doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. Well, you want to stop that insanity. What are you learning by this insanity? Are you changing anything? Are you doing anything different? Are you doing everything the same way, but you expect something to change? And that's the thing with the people listening out there that if you have a Bible and you're reading it and you're not applying it, you might as well not even read it. And people say, well, how could you say, because think about it. If you, you open up the Bible and read anything and you don't have any intention to learn a lesson or to apply it, it's not going to benefit you anything. Like you could start out and just say, well, you need to start out in the gospel of John because that's where you understand it. No, that's just you leaning on your own understanding because Abraham, Noah did not have a Bible to read. So how in the world did they find God? How did God come to them? Well, we know that in order for um, for God to come to you, you've got to seek with all your heart. Well, the creation of God was there. So we know that they were seeking God with all their heart just because Yah wouldn't draw near to them. And it isn't that somebody, well, they need to start in John because there you can, un- no. You seek with all your heart because we have a story in the Word about the Ethiopian eunuch that was reading Isaiah sitting in a chariot and Philip prophet of God was mother told him, go and speak to this person, go over there and stay near to it and started to speak to him. And that person wasn't sitting there thinking, you know what? I wonder if the spirit of God will send somebody to me to help me understand. And I remember this when I was a kid that, well, how are people going to be reached in the jungles and those places that there's been no Nobody's ever been there. Nobody took them Bibles. How could they, you know, you, you know, we can't reach those people. Those people know God exists because of the creation. Because if you go to talk about those people, how do they have law and order? How do they have justice? How do they have, you know, the sun God, the moon God? Well, well, because they know God exists. Now, are they seeking with all their heart to where they find God? You know, that's up to them. But I remember just thinking about that dilemma, you know, how in the world, do you get to those people that are on an island and they've never heard, they've never seen? And well, the answer is, is don't be concerned about that. Just know the truth of God, that if somebody seeks God with all their heart and the evidence of God's existence is in creation, that they will find them. So you don't need to be worried about those people. You be concerned about yourself. What's your lesson in it? Quit worrying about somebody in a jungle that doesn't have the Bible and you make sure you find it because God will deal with those people. If there's somebody in the jungle or, and when I say that, like from just past experience of like people that would be out in a remote parts of the world that people say there's no civilized person has been there. They've just been natives that, well, how is it fair? Well, it's fair because the word of God says that through God's creation, their invisible qualities have been made known. So man is without excuse. So God will deal with that. You don't have to be like, oh my gosh, we got to get out there. No, because there's people that have attempted to do that and got killed in the jungle for, well, I got to take the Bible to him. And did you verify that that's what y'all want you to do? Or are you just taking it upon yourself because I got to go evangelize? You know, you, you'll learn your lesson real quick. You go out there and they kill people that 
let me make sure that God wants me to go here because there's consequences for this. They don't want it. You know, what does the word of God say about it? So yeah, the, the, the constant in this is that, I mean, as long as you're living, even when you die, we even have proof that when you're at the side, that's not on Abraham's side, that you're learning a lesson because the rich man is in torment and he says, you know, please let somebody go back and they'll repent. Cause I know over on this side that I know that it's because they didn't repent and I didn't repent is why I'm over here and I can't change it. So my lesson is I can't change the state that I'm in, but maybe if you send somebody back, then they can have a chance. And Abraham, no, if they don't hear the law and the prophets, then they're not going to find it anyway. So even if you came back from the dead because of their programming, they're not going to find it unless they hear the law and the prophets. And, and that's the thing is that there's lessons there's lessons in everything you can't get away from. It. I mean, it's everywhere. And I just thought just the arrogance of humans and leaning on their own understanding. When you speak about missionaries and they go on these missions because we well, we've got to go and we've got to, preach the good news to these people. God covers that in the word. When the word says, seek for me and you will find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. Because God's divine qualities are made clear since the creation of the world, if anybody truly wants to know God, no matter where they are, no matter how remote, no matter how high the mountain or how low the valley, it doesn't matter. God has the ability to reach them. And how is it that we think as humans that we have a greater ability to reach people in foreign countries and other countries to do them good at all over God? It's, it's not an aspect of, oh, well, how can it be fair that what it's an aspect of is if those people are seeking with all of their heart, just like the Ethiopian eunuch, then God will send somebody or God will go themselves. You don't have to go. Here's the thing that people should understand about mission work. Okay. Mission work is set up in this world that you're going to help somebody else, that your objective goal is you're going over there to help somebody else. The problem is, is God intended missionary work to be for you. If somebody else benefits from it, great. But the objective goal is what are you supposed to learn from your missionary journey? You know, how many lessons did Paul get from the different places that he went to? And I know because I went to, uh, I went on a couple mission trips and the one when we went to Brazil I can tell you right now that that trip had nothing. I I left there taking a whole lot more from God with me than I could have even come close to leaving in whatever work that we did. I think that, you know, the work that we did was menial. It was uh, not as beneficial as some of the connections that we had and that we made, but the reality was it was for me, it wasn't for 
them. And I don't mean from an arrogant perspective. It's just that we think that well, we have to take this message over to all these other places. And, you know, we have to take the message to the Middle East. And no, if God wants the message there, it'll go there. And it's interesting because uh, this month we've had a, a couple downloads from overseas. And one of those came from Israel. You know, but we're not sitting here thinking, oh, my gosh, we got to go to Israel and we got to preach the truth to those people. And we got no. If the people in Israel or Ghana or uh, the UK or Canada or any other country that has listened to these podcasts, if they're seeking God with all of their heart, God will show up. And if God does it through this podcast, great. But that makes you and me nothing. You know, because every time we do a podcast, ultimately, and we've said this uh, during the podcast, we've said that, you know, well, who are we speaking to? Well, we're speaking to the people who are seeking God with all of their heart, which is true. But first and foremost, it's for you and me. It's that you and I are living up to doing and acting in accordance with what we're saying on this podcast first before it's for those other people. And let this be a thing that resonates in your mind that anytime God gives you something to present to somebody else, it is more for you than it is for the person you're presenting it to. So don't get in arrogance thinking that, yeah, that's right. God told me to tell these people this and they need to know this. And without doing the evaluation within yourself first, because again, one of the greatest detriments of faith is hypocrisy because God is not going to allow you to be in the kingdom and continue in the kingdom living as a hypocrite. And it's, it's something that you have to practice And you have to learn how to work through controlling yourself to be able to evaluate where am I doing these things for you remove the hypocrisy and then you speak to others that way they don't have anything that they can say bad about you. If they try, they're just going to heap burning coals on themselves because you're acting and doing in accordance with the truth and you're not living a hypocritical lifestyle. And so with all these podcasts that we've done, it has definitely been, you know, we've been through it. We've had those, but even though we speak about it, there's more lessons for us to get out of it. And then after we do the podcast, when I listen to them in the next couple of days, I'm getting more information from mother as I listen to him after we've spoken. And so they're continually for us first. And then if anybody else hears them, then, well, certainly, you know, God has the way to guide and direct somebody in that direction. But we're not doing the public relations of, well, we got to go to Israel because they need to hear these, these truths. And no, people who seek God with all of their heart will find God. And it doesn't matter what cave you're in. 
and it doesn't matter what mountaintop you're on, and it doesn't matter if you're in between. You seek God with all of your heart, God will find you. That is a fact and an absolution that God God gives that promise with the stipulation, seek for me and you will find me when you seek for me with all of your heart. And so let's just really evaluate and make sure that you and I, Sean, are making sure that we're continually, as we're talking to, like you talk to people all the time on the phone, are you seeing in them what you have in yourself and you deal with it in yourself and you don't have to say anything to them. You just evaluate it because I I have the same uh, concept. There's people I come in contact with all the time and there's things that I see. And the first thing uh, that we need to be doing more and more is making sure we're turning it back to ourselves making sure we understand it, we know where we've done it, and then we can talk about it to others. But just talk about it to them. Because a lesson is, is not a lesson if you're force-feeding it. If you're shoving something down somebody's throat, the only lesson they're going to get is they don't want to have anything to do with you. Lesson learned. They'll stay away. Well, even just give some more clarity like when i was doing my trumpet lessons and because just piggybacking off what you just said that we would sit side by side and it wasn't a lecture it was okay well you know here's the little like he had a little uh lesson uh pad and he would like we would start out by i would just play a little something and he would just listen to me play and then he'd say okay well, let's talk about that. You know what, you know, let's get your, cause I had, it was called a breathing bag. Like you would learn to breathe and relax. So let's do a little bit of breathing bag to relax and then, all right, play a little bit. And then as you're playing, I'm writing down, you know, a little something for you to work on. It's like, all right, well, let's play this. And, you know, why don't you think of it this way, breathe this way and then play that and let me do it. And then he would come in and, and he would like make notes and things. And I had this thought even before we started, that it would be like when you go and practice or you, you go in there and you have like the little trumpet method book there and you open it up and all right, I'm going to give you an opportunity to play and let me evaluate and I'm going to give you information so that you can apply this and learn the lesson, which is you're playing this so you can sound better or you're listening, you're playing this so that you can improve your technique or you can improve your, tonguing or slurring or dynamics or whatever, but he did not sit there and do the work for me because he couldn't because what he, he was taking the lessons that he learned from his teacher. And what I found out later was I was looking online a a little while ago and his teacher that he had in college, I was reading something about him and I was like, wow, I didn't even realize what he was talking about in this essay that he wrote was going back to my trumpet teacher that he was doing things in like the order that he did them. And I'm like, wow. So he's, it's just like from, you know, from Yah to Yeshua to us, it's just like he did it first, getting it from the master teacher. And then now you're a disciple of his, that you're taking lessons from him, that he's given you the information and then, okay, now, so now go out 
and preach this gospel to every creature because I've given you the lessons, you've applied them, now you go do it and you go teach and continue. And that's the thing that's interesting to me is we actually were talking about this recently as well, is isn't it interesting with, um, and I'm not going to blanket this as everybody, but in a lot of situations, if somebody in a church in the world, if they have a pastor that leaves or goes somewhere else that do, how often do they actually go with the congregation, with people that have been there for years and actually promote them up to the pastor role. A lot of times that you'll go outside to somebody else and bring somebody else in that's never been there. And that's not what Yeshua did with the disciples. It was, these are my 12 disciples and I'm sending you out. And then you bring people in, like I'm teaching you so that you take the message out. So it would be like us here that something were to happen to us and we'll say, well, no, you know, Josh, you're not going to step up. You just, we're going to go out, we're going to go out into the world and interview people and bring them in. And it's like, well, they don't have the teaching of righteousness and holiness. Why in the world would we bring them in? They're not ready to take this over. They're not going to know the truth of God to move it on. That's not what God would want. And it's just, I just find that interesting. And it's not necessarily intentional. I just don't think they even recognize it. It's just the programming that, You've got people that are in your congregation for 20, 30, 40 years, and they can't take over and be the pastor of this group. And people will be like, no, they're not trained. They haven't been to seminary. And you hit it on the head that they're in any better seminary than spending time with Yah, because even we have that from the word that Peter and John, they were looked at as men that were uneducated, but it was of note that they spent time with Yeshua. And that's us spending time with God is that's why we're able to give this information. We've spent time with them. This isn't any works that we've done that God said, okay, because of your works, now you're going to be the ones. No, it was being faithful to them that Yah called us to this, but we had to accept the call in order to do it. We, we had to accept it, not reject it. But I just find that interesting that people would, if you were to say, well, why don't you just take over the church? Well, I can't do that because I'm I haven't been to seminary. I don't have a degree in, but how long you been here? You know, all my life, 40 years, and you don't know the gospel message to be able to move this message on. Well, yeah, but I just, you know, I'm not qualified or, and it just made me think of that is that, is that biblical? Cause we look at the word of God that the people were trained and they sent the people out and then they taught the people and then they continued on. And that's the point is that, that, Shame on us if the things that we're teaching from Yah, that people aren't taking it and moving on and them being able to teach, because it's just like, how are you a good teacher if you have people that can't continue the work? That's more of an impact on the teacher than it is the student. Yeah, and like you were saying, the objective goal is if you cannot promote people from within then that is a sign of bad teaching or inability to teach. You're just servicing a function, and that's it. And what's interesting is it's a worldly thing as well. You know, you see it in businesses all the time. You know, sometimes you have companies where the CEO has worked his way up through the ranks, but it's kind of like this. And I did have this thought recently because my daughter recently graduated uh, 
from uh, with her masters. <clears throat> and I was sitting there thinking about, you know, they introduced the president of the college and they go through all his credentials. He never went to that college. All of his college education were to other schools. He did not get his education from that uh, institution. Why do they not have the ability to teach people to be able to bring somebody up into the position of president who comes from that the you know the alumni of that school but we're pursuing people who have gone to other schools no if they're going to be a president of a school it should be the other school that they went to that they should have been trained how to do that and that just happened to be one of the thoughts that i had when i was sitting at the graduation and they went over his credentials i was like wow he he did not come up in this school and therefore what accreditation to the school is there when you have to go to people who are outside the school in order to find somebody to fill that position and people do it in business all the time you know general managers managers ceos and there are times when you have employees that they just want to stay employees they don't want to they they don't have the drive and the desire to want to be something more than what they are. I'm just I'm just fine to do this. Okay, great. Okay, I see I see that. Now you probably should change if you want to advance in life, but but you will have people that will come through if you cultivate them, if you treat them right, if you teach them, then they will know how to do the job and then you can hire from within the company because companies that hire and uh, continue to thrive from within the, the uh, company itself is a company that knows how to teach its employees. Here's what happens. And the, there's an intimidation that somebody gets a job as we'll say general manager in a hotel and he's afraid he's going to lose his job. So he's not going to teach me how to do the payroll or how to do the, uh, how to pay CLC or how to do the things that he does because he's afraid he's going to lose his job where the reality should be whatever job I'm doing, if there's somebody under me, I should be teaching you so that when I'm gone, you can fill that spot. Now, if you have a company who understands that and you train somebody like that, then if you're not ready to move on, they're not going to just get rid of you to move the other person in. No, that's, that's companies who aren't going to treat their employees right. And they're just trying to cut, well, I can get this this person in and pay them less and therefore uh you know we do it that way yeah well sometimes the companies are at fault with that as well but 
especially when we talk about the church, like like you said, churches don't promote from within. Shame on you and me if something happens to you or I or both of us and somebody in this gathering that we have doesn't step up and do what we're doing because that's what my goal is, is to teach this so that they can understand it just like I understand it. So when I'm gone, it has an opportunity to continue and advance. And it's not, I'm not anything. You're not anything. But we spend time with God and mother in us is what makes us something. And mother in us is what gives us the ability to learn the lessons ourselves, and then turn around and teach those lessons to other people. But if we're not applying them to ourselves, then we need to shut our mouth and not teach other people. And we should be able to display it. We should be able to give a good answer. Uh, if, if I'm teaching a lesson, the better the teacher I am, the more questions I will field. And I don't care if they're, uh, how the question comes. Because if I know what I'm talking about, then why should I avoid questions or get mad when somebody asks a question? No, only when you're pinched and you're pushed back into a corner, that's when you start to push back and, well, I don't talk about that. I'm not, you know, you're, you're just you're just trying to cause trouble here, and it's like, no, go ahead and ask your questions. And you know, I mean, if I don't know the answer, I'll tell you. I I don't know the answer, but I'll figure it out. And when I do, we can talk about it again. And so it is. I mean, that is a huge thing that you brought up. <clears throat> that the aspect that churches they will always promote from outside of the church. Now. You may have a situation where a church, you know, they, okay, this person went to our seminary, so we're going to let them, you know, somebody went to the Baptist seminary, so they'll be in a Baptist church, but they're not going to be in, they're not taking over the church that they grew up in. They're, they're taking over one that's completely different, and the concept in the midst of it is teach the people what they need to know for salvation. And you can't do that if you are not saved yourself. If you cannot stop sinning yourself, stop telling other people to not sin. When you figure out how to get to that place where you don't have sin in your life, then you can talk to other people about not sinning because you can also talk to them about how they can get to that or through that path and that journey to get there. Yeah, this is, I've noticed that the ones that, you know, because we alternate where mother will give us for Saturdays and Tuesdays, I've noticed that the ones that I've had for Tuesdays that as I'll be thinking about it and the, the question will come to mind and then it'll come around like, are you fit for the kingdom? You know, do you know what you're talking about? Are you learning your lesson? You know, it's just like that to where it's like, wow, you can present this information, but if you're not applying it to yourself, it's not going to really benefit you teaching anybody because I could tell you like my trumpet teacher and that's a worldly thing, but 
they wouldn't let him be a professor of trumpet if he didn't have the qualifications and has the heart knowledge of it because he's not going to be able to help people get trumpet orchestra jobs or um, playing in you know symphonies and things if he doesn't know how to prepare them for that because he actually played in an orchestra in Germany and played in orchestras in the United States and has a lot of experience. <clears throat> and so with all of that, that he's gained all that information and he's able to present it to others. But if the people that are taking lessons from him don't apply what he's saying, then there's nothing he can do about it. It's just, I'm going to give you what's necessary. What is the very best for you? But if you don't apply it, it's not going to benefit you anything. And that's what's really speaking to me about anything of God that people, and we talked about this before as a lesson that the lesson is God is not going to do everything for you, that they will give you information, but it's up to you to apply it and obviously go to them for help and guidance, but you've got to do the work in it. But just like anything, if you want me to teach you something, just like you had showed me how to change brakes on a car. Well, I've learned how to change brakes now because I was actually doing it. It wasn't, I'm doing it for you and I'm going to teach you. No, all you did was I just got to watch you change the brakes. That's all that I got from it. But do I know how to do it on my own? Yeah. I mean, I may have to say, Hey, do you have this one tool or, you know, just go through it with me again so I can refresh my memory, but I've got heart knowledge of it now, but there would be no learning of it if I didn't apply it myself. And I just said, well, I'm just going to have the dealership or whatever, fix my brakes or replace them because I don't know how to do it. Well, then I don't have any, I didn't learn anything. All I got, like you said, was just information. Like I have information on what it takes to change brakes, but I didn't learn anything from it, you know? And, and, and that's the thing. The purpose of this is whatever, lesson comes, apply it to yourself first before you go out and attempt to teach it to anybody else because you think that you're in a position to teach it the best way. But unless you are applying it to yourself and making strides in it, that you're not ready for it because there's going to be frustration. There's going to be aggravation. So settle the issue within, and then you can take it from a matter of fact, truth perspective and give information and then let the person discover what it is. Because we don't have record of Yeshua getting upset with people and getting frustrated when they didn't understand. He just said, hey, find out what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And you better figure it out. And if you don't get it, then I'm going to come back. And Because they were like, well, what are you talking about? Well, go and figure out what this means, that you've got to figure it out. That evaluate the Old Testament. That's words of my father. And then being brought to you, so figure out what it means. Because you're obviously not showing mercy. You're wanting to, to stone somebody to death and you don't even understand, but you want mercy for you, That, but you're not showing mercy to them. So what's to learn in this? Wow, the desire of God is mercy. So why am I not being merciful? I'm not learning a lesson here to where, yeah, we're, you know, whatever. And but it's just information. Here's your lesson. I'm not here to stone somebody to death. I'm, I'm here to bring the message of truth. Now, in the end, you will be stoned to death if you don't repent. But it's not for you to stone her to death unless you're without sin. So here's the lesson. Oh, so you are with sin. That's why you you drop the stone. So that's your lesson that you you, you see now you're you're doing the same thing she's doing. 
So I'm pointing the finger back at you because you're pointing the finger at her. I'm pointing the finger right back at you that, okay, you think that you're righteous, then go ahead and do the righteous thing. Oh, so stoning her is not, so it's mercies. Ooh. Okay. Now we don't know how many actually took that to heart or they were just like, I just don't want to be found out that I'm a sinner. So I'll just walk away. I mean, but. I find that interesting. He put it back on them that you're bringing her before me and what's response. So you go and do likewise, quit looking to put somebody to death, figure out where you're being an adulterer and deal it with it in yourself first. Because in the end, if you don't repent of this and find faith in me that you'll be at my feet and you will be stoned to death, which is ultimately being, you know, put to death, being in the abyss. Right, because she was given a lesson from Messiah, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. And whether she did that or not will determine whether she learned the good lesson or the bad lesson. So I'm going to finish up with this statement here uh, as far as my part for tonight. <laughs> And this was one of those statements that make Anna Ruth just kind of look at you, stare at you, and just kind of roll her eyes. So learn good lessons so you can lessen the bad lessons. A little bit of wordplay there. Or I would say this. Lesson so that you can lessen. And many, like you can um, take off weight and, you know, things that may be bothering you. But yeah, this is, um, I'll, I'll have times like this where something will just stick out. And it put me right back where I was in college and just thinking about the lesson process. And then, you know, in the world, you know, um, yeah, I'll teach you a lesson in this. And yeah, there's a lesson in everything, but you may not get uh, necessarily what the person wants you to get out of it. But but the things of God that the y'all looking at a lesson is, is for whatever lesson that you're going through, which is a constant way. against the truth of God that right in the lesson, how does this speak to the, to make sure I can be on the functional side of this, not the dysfunctional side, because y'all even said it <coughs> that I set before you blessings and curses, blesses for obedience, curses for disobedience. So, the lessons are a constant, but line it up with the truth of God, because of what you're going through, you apply it and weigh it against the truth. There's blessings. You weigh it against it. You do the opposite. There's dysfunction. And couldn't we also say that Proverbs is a book of lessons? The the riddles and sayings of the wise, like the Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's a lesson. Well, how do I learn to trust? Uh-huh. Well, so I'm going to teach you about trusting with all your heart and leaning not on your own understanding. So you're going to have struggle so that you can not, you know, or, you know, do this to get rid of um, the a dispute with your neighbor, go and plead your case to your neighbor. Well, what if you don't do that? What if you do do it? So there's lessons everywhere and the Proverbs are, are giving you truth. So weigh it against the truth. Wow. Okay. Well, this lines up against the truth. This doesn't. So, 
Yeah, we've we've had a very good discussion. So we'll wrap it up for this evening. And just remember, those are listening that lessons are a constant. Even if you're pursuing after faith in God, or you don't have faith in God, that lessons in life, you know, and depending on what you learn from them is depending on what you apply, what decisions you make. So just encourage everybody listening out there that really weigh what's being said against the truth of God and is God right now, or maybe not even Yah, but you just, you're going through a time of a lesson right now and you may not know what it is. And this can give you more insight and more encouragement to move forward. So just a reminder that uh, we do have the podcast on Tuesday evenings at seven thirty, And we also have a, uh, the podcast on Saturday morning at 6 AM hidden treasures revealed on Facebook. We have a page there and we have posts from time to time. And we also have the email, which is hidden treasures revealed at AOL.com. So any comments, questions, we very much would like to hear from people. If you have any questions, you know, we in the future could bring it out on, or topics and things, but uh, just praise be to Yah for the conversation and the information, and uh, wish everybody a good evening. And until next time, uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Reveal. We want to leave you with this thought: the greatest treasure in life and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.